You're like the real criminals. I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's radicalize some people. (laughs) Welcome to Direct to Video. VHS? VHS, a podcast where we combine movies like fine wine. We pair movies like fine wine. Man, fuck me. Always. (laughs) Always Sunday. This is, uh... We're we're starting strong, going great. Today we watched uh, An American Tale and An American Tale, Flavel Goes West. (laughs) Um, So let's start with some trivia. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, currently An American Tale sits with a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? It had an 8 million yeah. it had, sorry, it had a 9 million dollar budget and it brought in a box office of 84 million. It was it's one of Don Bluth's best known films after The Secret of Nymph. This this movie had like quite a bit of production problems. Um mm. Amblin Entertainment and Universal who funded a majority of the movie put so much pressure and production oversights on the crew that were animating it that Don Bluth felt really frustrated during the production of this film mm-hmm. and by the end of it th- him and a couple of other higher ups had to cut a lot of scenes out of this movie which I didn't know but huh. now now that, that I do know it makes a lot of sense loud though it makes a lot of sense it feels like a movie that's really been strung together by like you know what? The same thing happened when we were talking about uh, Swan Princess. Yeah. Which is it felt like a movie that hit all the big points that it was supposed to hit, but didn't like have the middle points in, right? It, it's missing a lot of the the stuffing that you expect. Yeah, like, um, it's, it's, missing, it's missing joints. It's got all the bones, but it doesn't have any joints. Yeah, it's just chicken skin. Hmm. I feel like my thing it's is a- less gross. <laughs> no, I mean like like in like if you think of a meal, right? Okay. <laughs> like food. It's, it's like a meal like... that's ex- <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. my meal today was uh squash soup with lettuce. <laughs> I had a Reuben sandwich with corned beef and donuts. Damn. Yeah. And also a whole Wait. banana. <laughs> my god. The whole banana. Apparently you can't just say those words near me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so so we had to cut stuff out of the movie. Yeah, and they also had a lot of union issues. Ah, uh, cool, cool, um, cool. Uh, that w- part of the reason why the movie only had a nine million dollar budget at a time when Disney was making like was spending about twelve million or more per movie. Um, a lot of the Bluth employees were non-union, mm. and union. Sal- the unionized employee salaries were frozen for a year and a half while working on the project. So there was a lot of kind of pull and push between the union workers and the non-union workers. Uh, it caused a lot of problems throughout the production. So it added a little bit of drama. Okay, so first, smash cut. Is there a smash cut? I don't think you can start with a smash cut, can you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we can, but I don't think this movie did. No. 
Well, what there is is there's a long opening credit sequence, which I'm usually not for, but this mm-hmm. time it wasn't chorus music, so I was into it. it. It was just, it was kind of this like snow falling, and there was this like mm-hmm. just kind of light orchestral track behind it, and the we kind of zoom in on on uh, on this house. And then we zoom and in the further. Orchestral track kind of gives way to the violin, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it does. Uh, cause, uh, and we zoom in on this house in Shotska in 1885, and then we zoom in even further on this smaller house uh, within which there lives a family of f- mice, mm-hmm. um, who are Russian Jewish. Yeah, yeah. What are they called? What's their last name? The Moskowitz. Yeah. And it's it's Hanukkah. I almost said Christmas, but it's Hanukkah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie. Um, and it seems like they don't have a lot because they give their kids hats. His sister, whose name is written down somewhere in here. Tanya? Is it Tanya? Tanya? It's Tanya. Yeah. Tanya gets like a bonnet and Fivel gets this hat that's been in the family for generations which is too long for a hat to be in a family in mm-hmm. my opinion well uh, if, it's, it's, a, if nice. it's a mouse if it's mice yeah generations is like what maybe a couple of months you know ugh. every time we watch an animal movie where the animals act like people that's the question I ask like yeah. how long how long do the pigeons live? How long do the mice live? I in in this world is it also that like 70 years or is it like a 5? Mhm. Uh Five's father tells these stories. Which is something that I loved about this movie and I really wish that they had been able to do it better. Yeah. Uh, because it was so close to being like a really good a, a, a really good uh, plot point yeah um, his father tells three stories he tells the story of Rapunzel except Rapunzel's a mouse mm-hmm. he tells about the mouse of Minx Minx? of Minsk. Minsk I had yes. a friend in Minsk right the mouse of Minsk who is so big that he scares all the cats and he tells the story of America, which is just the best place. Roads are paved with cheese. There are no cats there. Third thing. And when he tells the story of America, I thought, okay, this this makes sense with what I know about immigrants from a certain time. Mm-hmm. Where you hear all these great stories about America. Yeah. And it's, you either stay in your shitty country or, or you come to, to ours. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, hope this other country isn't shitty, but that was... Your thing was way better. <laughs> ah. And then we learn that cats are a tool of the corporate regime. Mm-hmm. And this is also something that was almost done very well. Yeah. And it... I feel like it is done better in the next movie. Yeah, it, it sort of is, uh, but but yeah, they, they they set up the the cats as being kind of this like oppressive regime, mm-hmm. but also like monsters. 
Well, one of the things I actually liked about about the way they show up as monsters is they this is something that you wouldn't see in a Disney movie because um I feel like at at a certain point Walt Disney decided that they needed an amount of like grounding in real world when they were making their movies. Yeah. So like mice look like mice and birds look like birds and yeah. cats look like cats. But in this one, like, when a cat closes in on Fievel, it starts, like, looking and sounding more like a tiger or something, like, a like like something out of Jurassic Park or something. Yeah, it gives you a sense of bigness. Yeah, and when he starts charging him, it sounds like a train. And so when I saw this, I thought, okay, this is, this is less, like, how the cat actually is and more how Fievel sees this cat at this moment. Yeah. And I really liked that, and it made for a really and a, a a powerful opening scene, and it comes back with the wave. The same thing happens with the wave later. Oh, I I do want to talk about that wave later because it's one of the like yeah. cool but also weird things about this movie. <laughs> um, and it's like so so there there's this like setup where you see these uh these Russian Cossacks like attacking and burning down this small village, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so visceral and it's so fast and it's so violent. And then at the same time, the cats are attacking the mice in the village. And the the problem I have with this scene is that it immediately shows like the, the in one in like one fell swoop, the kind of structural problem that this movie has where the Cossacks like killing and burning down houses. Yeah. Is so dissonantly violent and then to have just these monstrous cats show up wearing cossack hats is so cartoonishly ridiculous that like this undertone that they keep trying to build keeps getting broken down hmm and and it's like and and at the beginning of the movie it's fine because it's the cats are scary enough that it's okay but by the end of the movie it becomes so ridiculous and so absurdist that what that the like the message that they were going for just kind of falls apart mm-hmm. i had a real problem with the boat scene uh the no cats in america song oh the yeah we'll talk about happened, that when we get but, there <laughs> but but yeah the cats are a weird reflection of and and, and it's like cats are in charge of mouse society is mm-hmm. what we start to see there yeah which is so weird <laughs> it, later i'm gonna talk about a thing that a, a thing that does that better i feel like what they were going for was they did want to tell this story like about a family that was facing all these hardships but also wanted to make it light and so they decided to, to do it as cats and mice and i don't know uh, people like this movie, right? So on a, on a level, it works, but it didn't work for me. But that's the thing, right? Is like the the, the entire movie. All the, the the question that I kept coming back to is, what's the point? What's the message that this movie is trying to sell me? What is? What am I going? What am I learning from watching this movie happen? And what I learned is that this movie uh, has a really bad plot and goes on for too long in a lot of places. I learned that the only people you can trust to take care of kids are slightly older kids. 
this movie has no theme. It has no central core. Well, it does have a central line. theme. It does. It's it's the central theme is like being an immigrant is hard. But that's not a theme, right? And I, I I appreciate this. It's more like a staging. It's more staging than anything else. But it gets so it gets so focused on the staging. Like we spend a lot of time with the Statue of Liberty. Oh God, yeah, we do. And and we spend a lot of time on characters that are like bad characters, and the point of them is that they are that, that they're exploiting these people. Yeah, that's like that's the point of these characters, and so many of them don't get comeuppance. It's it, it really bothers me because on the one hand, this movie's trying to tell us, oh, like immigrants see America as this great place, but it's not. But then but it also end of movie. Kinda, end of movie when they when that happens. But also they kinda sort of like give across the message that the reason America's bad is because of immigrants exploiting other immigrants, which is so not the problem. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that is one of the problems with early America, but I don't think that's the main one. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but there's so much of so much of uh, of early America is is like people without anything exploiting other people without anything, and the fact that this movie decided to zoom in on that is like a weird choice to me. I don't know. It's it, to me, it's like it's ignoring the 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 bigger problem, which is like why why do like, the reason the people who don't have anything have to exploit others who don't have anything is because all of them are being systematically oppressed by this, like, higher social class. But, right, and the, the, but thing the cats is, in this movie are poor, too. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Back in Europe, the cats were part of this higher social class, right? They were in charge. Yeah. And in America, they're not. In fact, there's like a rich mouse character who I expected something to happen to. I frankly. yeah, right. <laughs> you would think, but it doesn't. Ugh. Okay, let's keep going, because because I do want to hit those points when we get to them as to like why this movie like weirdly fucks up. It it fucks up so subtly, right? Like yeah. unlike unlike like like Disney movies that fuck up in a big way. Mm-hmm. This movie just kind of slowly rolls over and dies. So, you want to get on the boat? Yeah, well, so yeah, so so the 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 when the Cossacks attack the human village, the the Moskowitzes are, you know, they're out of they're out of house and home. They decide to emigrate to America. They get on this big boat and they head and to Fievel, New York City. Fievel is the kid that you don't want near you on public transportation. He this is the fucking worst. Fucking kid. He's like, Dad, look, the ocean. The ocean. The ocean. The ocean. The the biggest thing is like he stops and he points stops. at stuff. And it's like, you can walk and point and walk and talk, my guy. Uh, so they spend a good amount of time on the boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We spend a lot of time. We sp- there, this movie spends a lot of time in a lot of places that it shouldn't. The boat is one of them. Yeah. 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 Um, what I like about the boat scene is we learn that Fievel's dad. And again, I really wish this was something that came that that came back more than it did. He's like charismatic. Mm-hmm. And he gets people around him. He starts rallying a boat of strangers who are just sad and like sick and hungry. Mm-hmm. 
around these stories that he tells. And he starts them off singing about how there are no cats in America in one of the weirdest, like, most tone-deaf... Tone-deaf isn't the right word because, like, the music is fine. Yeah, but the, the, the tone... <laughs> the song goes... The song, like, literally stops being happy to be sad and then is happy again for no reason. Like, this, this Italian guy... Was he Italian or Spanish? He was Italian. Talks about how his mother was eaten by a cat after his brother was eaten by a cat. And then the, but the cat the, didn't just eat them. He was like, he was like the Don. Yeah, he was so like the mafia like, head. So she like went to go went to go beg for her son's life, and he ate her. And then, and then it goes back into, but there are no cats in America. It's like, what are you then, doing? And then, yeah, like, like the song has, like, these three hooks, and all of the hooks are, hey, we all know somebody who got killed by a mouse, and that sucks. But guess what? There are no cats in America. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. I was so baffled by that song i did but that being said i absolutely loved the irish guy <laughs> like i had an issue with them saying that like oh my songs my story is sadder than everybody else's this guy's mom and brother got eaten i was like all right buddy set me up let's hear it <laughs> <laughs> so oh, they <laughs> so fievel being the the shit that he is he's he I have a real issue with the... Like, I get... Okay. Okay. This is hard. Because kids are stupid. They are. Like, real kids are stupid. And it's hard in a Mm -hmm. movie to balance a heroic child character. To be, like, likable, but an amount of, like, naive. You want want your character to be curious, but you also want them to be self-preserving i want this kid to have any survival instinct at all because he wants wants to go outside to see fish he walks off of a fucking boat in a storm like he basically just like 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 a storm happens and he looks outside and goes i could walk off this boat right now and then does it's yeah it's it's not great the the visuals though the 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 like poseidon like yeah. Wave like that keeps trying demon. to hit the boat was really good. Yeah. It's oh it's like the it's like the the um the demon from Fantasia. Yeah, yes it is. But made of water. <laughs> yeah. It real yeah, it was super cool. Um so then Fievel dies and his family's really sad about it. Mm-hmm. They show up to this like to like the immigration at Ellis Island and, and there's right. this moment where they're na- like like when they show up, the like they, they like ha- they like dedicate like a couple of seconds to the fact that a lot of these immigrants like have their names changed by immigration. Mm-hmm. But then they just kind of breeze past it. Like, why did they change my name to Tilly? Uh, hmm. Cut to next. Scene. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know it, it, that that if it, in a movie about talking about like why emigration sucks that seems to me like one of the things you would want to talk about it's i don't know hmm i don't know if that's what it's about 
is that, like it's it's not clear to me what the movie's supposed to be about besides the idea of like telling a story that's similar enough to a story you might have or I not you but I might have heard from my grandparents. It's like yeah, like I said, the story doesn't really have a central theme. Yeah. And every time it gets close to one, it just like nah. Yeah, it just kind of backs away. Here's my issue. So, Fivel is found by a pigeon. a pigeon. And this pigeon raises so many questions about this world. Henri. Because he is building... He's a French pigeon. Mm-hmm. He's building the um, Statue, Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. I have so many questions. One, is there a human also building the Statue of Liberty? I have to assume so. I okay. can't... I can't believe that a pigeon just started building a statue <laughs> and the human no. beings on Ellis Island were okay with it. But Mike, I, I guess my I guess I have like other follow-up questions like do humans okay. In this world, what's the relationship between humans and other animals? This is it this is the important question, right? Like most anthropomorphic animal movies take the time to set up what the dynamicism is because humans in russia came in with cats right yeah so were they thinking well we need to kick out these people (laughs) we need to we need also their mice we need to kick out these jews but also their mice jews like (laughs) no I who um who and 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 what's the French guy whose name I I don't know I don't Henry. know the guy who... it's it's Henry Henry okay but but who 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 built the statue oh God fuck I bet his name is Henry it it probably is are we googling I feel like I'm googling Google okay You know, it's the, the only thing I remember about the Statue of Liberty, uh, Frederick August Bartholdi. Okay, well, it's Frederick. It's not Henry. And then it okay. was built by Gustav Eiffel. Gustav Eiffel? Like Eiffel Tower Eiffel? Yeah. Oh, he did the inside. Uh, Bartholdi did the sculpture itself. That's cool. Okay, like, I did don't you really know, not know that? <laughs> no. When I, when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, Eiffel. Yeah, he did that. No, I didn't realize that... Huh. That he did, uh... Yeah, yeah. same guy. Did he guy. do all the statues? It doesn't matter. No, he just did that one. <laughs> just well, that one. Okay. He did that one and the other one. There's two Statues of Liberty. I thought there were three, but okay. Are there three? Excuse me. How many Statues of Liberty are there? Replicas of the... I don't want a replica. I, like, they're the, but the ones built by the same guy. Don't be an asshole. Oh, wait. 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 This says... Three years after the step, but fuck you. That's not what that means. <laughs> Statue of Liberty. <laughs> um, reference number, dedication, origin, after dedication. I just. How many other ones are there? Come on! Okay, here's Quora.com. Help me out. Are there two Statues of Liberty? Oh my god, what are you doing? Okay, start small, small, carefully, blah, 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 blah. I want... F- He's got so many pictures of, like, smaller statues of liberty, this fucker. Like, it's so... This is such a well-researched answer, and all I want is a number. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
He's like, here's the four foot tall model. And like, obviously that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> this is... I guess there's only the one. In general, there are far more than two Statues of Liberty. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> this doesn't take into account all the third and fourth generation casts. <sighs> Alright. Alright, let's... Oh, oh, there's a... Whoa, whoa, there's one in Tokyo. Okay, there we go. Boom. I guess there's one in... T Why? But never mind. I don't care. I don't care. Let's go back to the movie. <laughs> I... Did we give okay, it to so... them? It's kind of fucked up. Restored prior to being shipped to Japan. Uh, no, it's between France and, France and Japan. Oh, okay. So, so France gave them, gave it to them. Gave it to Japan. Oh, they they rotated the one in in France to uh, face New York at one point. Oh, that's which I cool. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm that this the Statue of Liberty is cool, guys. And there's a lot it's of time, a, and and also infinitely more interesting than this movie. <laughs> Apparently, like it's super. I could have gone down such a rabbit hole. Yeah, let's let's okay, let's, but, let's let's get it back. So let's my, get it back. My question is, who hired this bird? <laughs> it it feels to me like like this pigeon, just this French pigeon, and his like uh, entourage of like female French pigeons. Mm -hmm. Like, just showed up and started fixing parts of the Statue of Liberty that weren't done yet? I, I, I like, want to know if he has some kind of relationship with the French artist behind the Statue of Liberty. Like, I, the two of them. Like, like, like a, um, God, what's that movie? Ben and Balto? Me? <laughs> Is it Ben I, and Me? I have no idea what you're talking about. Marley The one with me? the mouse and Benjamin Franklin? I, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a different episode. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, so <laughs> so I just it, it, the fact that the that a pigeon was building the Statue of Liberty like really made me question what the hell is going on in this version of America. the 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 it really doesn't make any sense. But this pigeon finds him. And this pigeon loves immigrants. That's why he's building the statue. So he mm -hmm. gets him a bath and he cleans his clothes. And he says, okay, you go find your family. And, like, sends him off? And, and I was so angry that this adult was making this kid anybody else's problem. <laughs> like, if you find a kid on a street, right? Do you not, like... Take them somewhere where they could be helped. Like he sends him to immigration. He doesn't take him himself. He sends one of his entourage. <laughs> I I heard myself say that with so much venom. <laughs> shade shade throne. I got it. I got you. But he sends he sends his, a female pigeon to take him to drop him off at immigration. She doesn't even. Take she him does to it the even, actual immigration. She, yeah, she like literally dumps him in the lap of the villain. Like what? And leaves. I was so angry that that people weren't looking after this kid. This kid multiple times throughout this movie wanders away from adult supervision and the adults just don't give a shit. And I really need to stress again how the only time he's looked after is when like teenagers are watching him but even then well even but i i can forgive these kids because they're also kids and so maybe the little kid gets gets away 
But it's not their fucking job. They're doing more than anyone else. Okay, so he drops him off in the hands of the villain. The, who is uh, who is a rat named... What's his name? What, what name does Warren he give? Warren T. Rat. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Get it? Because he sells insurance. <laughs> and he's done with this fucking do you, do you get it? Do you get the joke? And Warren T. Rat clearly wears a fake nose. And I honestly thought... That was going to be something more interesting. (laughs) (sighs) Like he lost it? Yeah! Or even that he just had like a thing about how short his nose was. But Warren T. Rat takes Fifle and is like, I know where your parents are. I can take you to your parents. And then he takes them and he drops them off at a sweatshop. Which, again, they don't spend any time at really. No, that's true. Because Fifle immediately leaves. Like, this guy's like, if you leave, I'm going to kick your ass. And Fifle's like, yeah, fuck that. And leaves. <laughs> and and the, this is this this is where the movie almost, like, veers into being good. Where Fifle, like, starts telling the story of, uh, of Rapunzel as he's tying up the sheets to escape. Yes, this is stuff that, like, like this is a, this is a good anchor for the movie. Where, like, we see stuff that, like, this, if this was focused on more, it would have been good. Like, if, I feel like the only relationship, the f- only familiar relationship we see is Fivel and his dad. Mm-hmm. We don't see, really see him with his mother, and we don't see him with his sister. We only really see his relationship with his father. And if that had been leaned into more, like, the fact that he was leaning in, like, the fact that he was using his father's stories to solve his problems, that, that would have been, been really, really cool. It would have been something. And it just, it, like, he does that, but no time but is spent with it. And yeah, it, they, they don't, they don't give it room, they don't give it the room to breathe, and they also just don't care. Like, they just, yeah. it. <sighs> I mean, this scene is just to get him out of the sweatshop. Yeah, which again, they spend no time in. We don't even see him working there. Nope. Yeah, also, he, like, escapes with Tony to Pony. He actually doesn't. He also escapes from Tony for a while. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, and he does this awful thing. He keeps doing it. Like, four times in this movie, he hears um, a violin and thinks it's his dad and goes towards it. I was real sick of that the second time. So Fivel gets away from Tony for a while. He ends up inside a record player for a bit, which just seems to be a reference to the fact that Thomas Edison exists. Yeah. Tony finds him again. And then we immediately get a sudden romantic storyline between two characters we just met. And it comes (laughs) out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere and is instantly resolved. Yeah, they're both into it. It's not not a will they, won't they. It's nothing. It's just they see each other and they're like, oh, we're done. We got this. We're young. We're mice. She's afraid of dying. I mean, or she's... (laughs) rather not afraid of dying and has accepted that she's going to die it feels like but wants to do something about it yeah she's uh what's her name bridget 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 wants to protest the cats Mm -hmm. and i can understand why people are afraid of that because it can be a scary thing to protest especially since these people are from places without free speech but on top of that cats will just eat you like, yep. there's something very visceral about the fact that, like, 
even afraid of being killed, there's on top of that the fear of actually being eaten by the people you're trying to speak out against. They get attacked by cats. They get attacked and... by these big cats. Here, okay, no, let me talk about let me talk about something that this movie also does like four or five times, and I, I didn't really like it the first couple of times, but I really hated it by the end of the movie. Where okay, like Fievel. We like we, we like cut to Fievel's dad and sister being like, oh, I can't believe Fievel's dead. It really oh sucks. Oh my god! And then it like pans over and Fievel's right fucking there, yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you do not do you not know the voice of your own fucking son? Yeah, they they keep missing each other by literal like serendipity, inches. but bad. <laughs> and serendipity's not a good movie. I was going to ask. So, uh, yeah, they get caught in a, a cat attack, and Bridget says she they didn't take Fywell to Honest John, because Honest John knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Honest John is a piece of shit who does not appear to be a priest. He's it's an some... Irish alcoholic politician. Yeah. Oof. But he does do the funerals. <laughs> I... I, there is one scene in this movie that I do not... There is no scene in either of these movies that I love more than that rich mouse walking in and going, there's a dead mouse on the table. And the mayor just going, it's a tradition. <laughs> you know what I love about... Uh, you know what I love... In, in, I'm so close to liking Honest John, but the fact that, that, that there's never a any comeuppance for the fact that he is stealing dead people's votes really really makes me mad but there's a moment when the rich mouse comes in and says we gotta do something about these cats they're eating everybody they don't even care if they're rich and honest john looks at the camera and says shameful in a way that tells me he wants cats to eat the rich it but again it really like i really need to bring home right that apparently these cats are poor i guess I there is no semblance of social structure at all. Like they set up a social structure at the beginning of this movie and then don't care. Mhm. Cuz there are rich mice, but the cats are poor. I mean, the cats appear to be organized crime in America, right? So, they're not maybe they're not super poor, but they're they're not upper class. They're organized crime. <sighs> But that's and that's where my problem lies, right? right. Is the the real crim- <laughs> the real criminals are go. the upper class. Here we go. Like, like that was the problem with immigration in America <laughs> is that they were being exploited as a whole by the upper class who brought them over in droves to exploit them. And the movie doesn't care. The movie just doesn't care. Like. Yeah, she's at the end of the movie. The rich mouse is in the end of it's, the movie. It's one of the heroes. It's it's not okay. Yeah, my hands are fully extended in 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 bafflement. <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah, just real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. If you want to see uh, or, uh, uh, the, the 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 metaphor of of mice as an oppressed class and cats as the oppressors that's actually done well there is a series of graphic novels called mouse m-a-u-s that's like a semi-autobiographical uh or biographical story about a polish jew who survives the holocaust it's very good 
very depressing. And it does that what sounds, this movie tries to do really well. Very good. It's um, really good. It's so good. It's like a two and, volume set. And like rough as fuck. Oh, it's 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 raw. So next scene. <laughs> fuck, I'm so because I think so, I, this was the point where I was fucking done with this movie. <laughs> so uh, I th- well, I thought I thought this rich lady was going to end up being killed by. I I prayed for it every scene, and then she became one of the heroes, and I was like, "What is this movie saying?" Next scene: Bridget lives in a in a water tower. We see the big we see a big old moon by the water tower. She's tucking Fivel into bed. Fivel's living with Bridget, I guess, for now. She has taken responsibility for him in a way that nobody else did. Yep. And I really need to like. She's also a kid. Like, her parents are dead. She's an orphan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old she is, but let's say 16 to 19. Mm-hmm. In human years. Yeah, you know. Because we don't, don't know, know how mouse work in this. Mouse years. She, she should not take on this responsibility. She should no. not be the one taking on this responsibility. But it's not her job. Is. But she is. And you know what? Fucking good for her. And I'm so glad somebody is looking after Fival because apparently all the adults in the world can't do it. Well, and then the ones that would like to just think he's dead. Yeah, which is the one thing about this movie that gives me, like, a genuine emotional reaction is the fact that, that like, they can't allow themselves to ever believe that he's alive. That would break their hearts again. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the other thing, though. Uh, we start hearing, I believe, the most popular song in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which is called Somewhere Out There. Mm-hmm. During somewhere out there, the moon starts to rise. We've already seen the moon risen. Two out of ten stars, bad moon. It's a bad moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, ruins the whole movie. Yep. Maybe there are two moons in this America. But something there's more a, important. There's a human moon and there's a smaller mouse moon <laughs> next to it. <laughs> Dumb. Okay. <laughs> But 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 a more much more important thing about this scene is considering how much they focus on Fivel's sister. She's no one. That's the thing. She I wish they had showed an interaction between them. She's just like she has this she's the one who's thinking Fivel's still alive. She's the one who sings a song about how much she misses her brother. Mm-hmm. We never see them in a scene together. The scene that they had together, the one scene that they had together, they were both interacting only with their parents and never with, their, with each yeah. other. Also, I do want to point out that also there's a baby somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about disappears. the baby. Because it's like, it's like not clear what these two poor immigrants are doing with the baby during the day. There's a part at the end of the movie where they find Fival, and literally the only thing you're thinking of was, where the fuck is your baby? Because <laughs> it's not there. Like, the baby's in the first ten minutes of this movie, and then it's never in the movie again. I I genuinely think it, like, pops up occasionally. Like, sometimes it, the mother is, is holding the holding baby. Holding a baby, and sometimes, sometimes she's not. not. I don't know what happens with this baby. I like to think that the behind the scenes, they're like keeping track of where the baby is at all times, and we just never learn about it. There uh, is there like a like a oh god, I don't know. Good, good joke. 
<laughs> I'm tired of this fucking movie. It's it's infuriating because this movie gets so close to being good and then decides to just not be good. I guess that's like the only way I can put it. So, just just a real quick like the somewhere out there, which I guess is the most popular song in this movie, is being so. sung by two kids. Here's the thing: I like his sisters. His sister singing part. is all right. <laughs> And his isn't? His is so fucking bad. It's like, it's so much... So... Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. It's, it's awful. It's so much sung by a kid that it's like his voice is breaking while he's doing it. It's and not I understand look. why they decided to make his voice like that, but I don't think they should have given him a song if they were going to. Yeah. And the fact that his sister is a better uh, singer than he is is something that comes back in the next movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So Bridget takes 502, the big to the rally, rally v- versus cats. Now, again, just real quick, want to point out that this rally is being led by uh, the rich mouse, mm-hmm. and she's telling all the poor mouse that they should do something about the cats. Yeah. Genuinely, I thought that was going to be a plot point. And it's not. It's, and it's just not. Um, like I really the whole time thought. Okay, but she's gonna get hers. Yeah, like right, like like she's gonna get eaten by a cat, and that's gonna be the end of her. Poetic justice. I, I just I thought that there were the rich be eat the rich some repercussions <laughs> of of like her exploiting everybody else to get what she wants. But there isn't. And there isn't, and that's pretty rough. But she asks if there are any ideas for fighting the cats, and Fivel has one. And he whispers it. So so they come up with this plan. They're all going to meet at the docks and do the plan. The plan. Fivel's parents are there. They're there. And they're helping. They don't see Fivel, which is because it's not the time for them to see Fivel. But I don't understand how they kind of got wrapped into this. I saw how Fivel got wrapped into it. But nobody knows who they are yet. I guess they volunteered. I guess. And again, this this is another thing. Whenever we see Fievel's dad, I really want it to be about how he's charismatic and it's not. It's like they're not focusing on the character traits that they said you would expect them to in these movies. So I think we jumped later in the movie. Uh, Fievel is washing up because they're gonna they're gonna go meet everybody at the thing at the plan. Until he's like, "Oh, we're late." And we're so an drags hour Fievel late. Out. We're an hour late. I just I don't know why I remember that. He's just I just remember that being weird. I don't know why. Okay. And it should be noted before we go on that Tony calls Fivel Philly. Philly. Which is stupid because it's like not easier to say than Fivel. It really isn't. Um Like they're both two syllables. You're not saving yeah. anything. Yeah. And like Fivel's not a hard name. Neither is Tanya. Whatever. Maybe yeah. it's easier to spell. Now I present to you a question, Andy. All right. Should Fievel stop following violin music into obvious danger? So that's the thing, right? Is Fievel, like, jumps into the sewers. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how deep they are. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what bugs are or fish are in there that are mice eating. Yeah, he comes across, like, uh, 800 cockroaches this it's like that scene in a new hope where 
<laughs> where Han Solo's running away from stormtroopers. Yeah. And he runs into like a million stormtroopers. It's like that one with cockroaches. This kid has no self-preservation instincts Mm-mm. at all. Now here's the other question though. Follow up. Does he discover the best kept secret of the underworld? Yes. No. Well, he does. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, so. Oh, this bad guy's a cat and that makes him worse. I don't. Here's. That's the thing. That's everybody. Okay, so everybody knew that Warranty Rat was like a low key criminal. And yeah. Apparently, discovering that he's a cat is a big deal. It's it makes him it it's what makes him a criminal. It's what makes him the villain. Because before that, he's a just lot of problems with this. Yeah, because before before you find out he's a cat, he's just a scammer, a crook, uh, who is exploiting other mice, uh, um, other mice's fear for profit. Who he sells, sells children to sweatshops, like, and what and all of this, all of this isn't what makes him bad. What makes him bad is that. He's a cat. And you know how cats are. There is a fucking line in the second movie (laughs) that I'm going to get to when we get to that movie. But it just, this movie has, for a movie that's about cats and mice, this movie has a really weird race problem. (laughs) 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 Like, no, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I have like a lot of questions with this disguise too. Have you ever tried to make a cat look like a rat? I've never I've never tried to make a cat look like anything. Me neither, but here's my question. Do you think it'd be easy? Cuz I think it might be very hard. Yeah. Like that might be a tough sell. A, how small is this cat? Pretty small. It's like a It's a mouse like one of those cat. teacup cats. Yeah. Why is he the boss? Unclear. Uh, and so we meet another character. Here's my... Okay, I have a real problem with what happens to Fievel. Because Fievel gets locked up, right? Yep. Okay, so I don't want them to eat the kid, right? I don't want that. I get what you're saying. But why don't they? Yeah, why don't they? Like, this kid knows... This kid knows that, that Warren T. Rat is actually Warren T. Cat. And they keep him because plot. If they because if, if we kill got... Fievel now, well, what if they had like Tiger kill him? That would still make sense, right? That would still get us to the yeah. same point. Like if they just said, "All right, Tiger, go eat this kid." Ugh. I don't like that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we meet Tiger, um, <sighs> who. Tiger okay. is a monstrously big tabby cat. Yeah, and he sort of talks like a, um, like sort of a, a, a off-brand version of Lion from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I got that too. Come like, on, Like, I think put the direction he got was put like Lion from Wizard of Oz. But I don't want anybody sounding like Lion from Wizard of Oz who isn't the Lion from Wizard of Oz. Right? <laughs> He also is a much more useless character than the lion from The Wizard of Oz, if you can believe that. Hey. Hey. Don't badmouth lion. No, um, that's what I'm... That, listen. 
when Lion does something useful in The Wizard of Oz, it makes sense. You're like, wow, what a what a great character arc. Mm. But Tiger shows up useless and then like like they 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 set him up to be this incredibly dumb incredibly dumb, incredibly well-meaning, incredibly useless character and then he mm-hmm. stays that way. Well, he doesn't have a lot of time for a character to develop. They intru- yeah, cuz they introduce him like 66% of the way into this movie. Yeah, he's he's at the end of the movie is when he's introduced and uh they do do a lot with Tiger in the next movie. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff, but it, in the end, I mean, I was entertained by it. Like, I feel like the whole thing comes off better, except for that one thing where he spends most of the movie a yeah. to the Native Americans. Yep. And we'll get to that, because mm. that was rough. Movie, this movie, Yeah, again, for a movie about mice, they got a lot of weird race weird problems. Weird race problems, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so Tiger lets Fievel escape. Uh-huh. And then off screen is fired. <laughs> Did you notice that? Well, yeah, because he was like yelling about how he was going to quit anyway. And it's like, what? <laughs> what happened then? Did he just fire him and then go after the mouse? Or does, did they try to kill him? Like, well, because they do try to go after the mouse, right? <laughs> right. But I don't know. See, I have an idea from movies about what happens when you betray your boss. In a gang? work in a criminal organization? <laughs> yeah, like you cut off a pinky, or you know, you go sleeping with the fishes, or and you know... And they appear to just, like, leave us. Let, they, not only do they let him walk away, they let him keep the sweater. <laughs> well, by the way, that sweater does not help with his character design at uh, all. His character design is awful. He's like lopsided and so the mice are planning a war for six o'clock on the dot a six o'clock war they refuse to wake up ten minutes before their war (laughs) they they are timely about this (laughs) Fifle has a bunch of cats chasing him like the cats are getting there early because they're chasing Fifle okay they should have been up at five for their war at six. <laughs> to prepare for their... I would have... If I had a war scheduled at six o'clock, I'd be up at maybe four. You know, getting ready, <laughs> saying my last goodbyes. Uh, but it's 5.40 and these mice are dead asleep. It's, it is... I cannot stress this enough. It is 5.50 and these mice are dead asleep. <laughs> they are not getting up until because six they scheduled that war for six and god damn it that's when they're gonna get ready for it do you just wake up and kick a war machine out the door <laughs> i don't <sighs> they were really confident in it i guess they were like this there's no possible way this can fail we spent one day doing it <laughs> So, after a shenanigans in which they almost release their weapon, the weapon, early, mm-hmm. uh, they release it on uh, time. Here, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I do need to go over their plan so that we oh, right, right, right. yes. makes sense. So, the plan is... Talk to me about their plan. They're going to release the weapon, which is going to scare the cats. The cats are going to 
run into the river, but they have to wait until 6 o'clock because then there's going to be a passing ship that's going to Hong Kong. Now... Because I guess knocking into the river, that would be rough. That, that, that wouldn't work. But going to Hong Kong, that's that. that They can do that. Now, here's the thing. I just want to talk real quick about this. This movie it's has a little <laughs> a little joke, and, and I cannot emphasize how heavy the air quotes when I say joke is, where every time they cut to the steamer bound for Kong, Hong Kong, they play a little, like, super not okay, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da key bit. I did not notice this. Every okay. time, every time they said Hong Kong, cut to the boat bound for Hong Kong, or like anything at all to do with that part of the plan, they played that <laughs> little sound bite. And I was just like, what the fuck, guys? Like, 1980, this movie was made in the 1980s, right? Like, I don't know. I think 1980s was sort of the height of that. Maybe. I don't know. I just, it's. It was just infuriating. Like, it's not even a joke. It's just... No, it's, not, it's, it's not a joke. It's just a racist soundbite that they play every time the boat shows up. Tony knocks off Boren T-Rat's nose. And now everybody knows he's a cat. So oh, no. So now up. he's a villain. Yep. Here's the thing. If he was a mouse, he would have been a worse villain. Yeah. Because then right? he would have been a race traitor, I guess. Well, I don't like it like that. I mean, he... <laughs> I'm just saying this movie has a really big race problem, right? I feel like if he was a mouse, it would be less of a race problem. <laughs> it would be an issue because he's letting the cats eat people. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay. Um... They released the weapon. Why don't we they just release the, the weapon. weapon? Save us all. Oh, wait, no. So, Fievel releases the weapon, but also gets knocked out somehow? Yeah, and this made me so angry. Because this is the one thing that Fievel does, which is heroic, which was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, a good decision, and nobody helps him. They just leave him there. Oh, oh, it made me so mad. It made me so mad that in this in this story that they're putting together, this kid has nobody. Like even with all these people who are who do try to help him, he can't rely on anybody. He can't rely on his parents who think he's dead. He can't rely on his like weird adoptive parents who who are kids. Who are also kids. He can't rely on the old rich lady because she only cares about herself. He can't rely on the poor politician because he only cares about himself. I... So, eventually, the, the their plan works. They chase the cats into the pier. Oh, the weapon. The, the weapon. It's it's the mouse. It's the mouse oh. of, of, of Minsk. Yeah, they, Minsk. they build a giant mouse. It's a, it's a pretty cool idea. It's pretty I spooky. Guess. Yeah, it looks. Like, it looks. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it looks like if you took one of those, uh, one of those, um, like maybe like an ancient capybara jaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like stuck it on on a barrel. <laughs> rolled it out, and then it like shoots fire too. Like this is a nasty thing. Yeah, they 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 really got into it. But nobody noticed the unconscious child. Ugh. They didn't notice the unconscious child. 
they uh the cats uh fall onto the anchor of the steamer bound for hong kong and they're taken away and just like that the problem is solved okay well kind of because those cats are alive and they're going to hong kong they are alive where warranty cat claims there are quote a lot of mice so it really seems like they just outsourced their problem yeah do we not care about the mice in hong kong for some reason i gee it's almost like this movie has a really weird race problem (laughs) for a movie about mice because if the boat wasn't there, the cats would have just drowned. Somebody mentions the fact that the cats don't know how to swim. So I don't know why the boat had to be there. So the warehouse that Five was left in starts to burn down. Yeah, they've been working with a lot of machine oil and fireworks. And a lot of large cans labeled kerosene. You gotta have those. Gotta have those. Very important for the... Mouse. And the... the... <laughs> The human fire department has to show up to put out the fire. Which, again... It's a human building, right? What is the relationship? Did no humans, while they were building this big-ass fucking (laughs) mouse-robot war machine, like, look in and be like, what the hell's going on in there? Jenna, I swear to God, there's mice building a big mouse in the warehouse. (laughs) There's never, like, a petitioning the humans to, like put leashes on their cats or anything so right when you think that this movie should end right like mm-hmm. it's got like 10 more minutes yeah t- tony and bridget are like like run into the fire trying to find fievel and uh don't and tanya's like they're yelling for fievel no they're he says, she says they're yelling for philly they changed my name to tilly maybe that's fievel which is kind of a big leap in logic, but that's okay. It's a kid making the leap. Yeah. I get it. And so she drags her parents off to like go look too. And then they realize Fievel's alive. And inside this burning building, they, they find out that their son is alive and trapped in a burning building, which is worst case scenario. That's pretty rough. Uh, and then Tiger shows up, and the rich mouse shows up, and they go. They all go looking for Fievel. Meanwhile, Fievel yeah. has somehow ended up at an orphanage after falling into the sewers again. Yeah. I don't know if it's like an organized orphanage or just like a place where orphans hang. <laughs> uh, it really seems like the latter. Yeah, they have a ladder, but dumb kish. Oh my god. These are the type of jokes that we're having on this episode where we're both and, very tired. And in the <laughs> last, in the last, what must be five minutes of the movie, Fievel finally shows an emotion that isn't naive courage. Fievel breaks. And I understand that. I just don't know that he needed to. Yeah, th- this entire section of the movie didn't have to happen. But he's like mad and he's sad and he just he's he's never gonna see his family again that's it and then of course this when his family shows up his family shows up and fievel and his dad hug and he gets his hat back and then the movie ends except wait but wait there's more there's this movie has five more minutes of bullshit left this ending in a movie that 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 
felt more true to its core plot, I would have enjoyed. Yeah. Because it feels like the story they're trying to tell is that being an immigrant is difficult, but ultimately a good thing. That, like, being part of the American experiment is ultimately a positive thing. Fuck this movie. <laughs> but it just doesn't get there. And it... Fievel and and his family and Tiger, which is what? How? Uh, are being flown by pigeons to look at the finished Statue of Liberty. Which is copper, which is neat. And... I'm seeing it. Seeing yeah. Coppery instead and, of and the Statue of Liberty fucking winks at Fievel oh and his sister. Oh my god. <laughs> it does do that. It does that. It... I can't stress this enough, too. The Statue of Liberty is a human woman. <laughs> a really big one. A really big human woman. A really big human... Like... Like the biggest human woman in this movie. <laughs> bold words. It's like there are, there are movies where the Statue of Liberty being in them makes a lot of sense. And this isn't one of them. It... <sighs> It's... Everybody likes the Statue of Liberty scene from Ghostbusters 2. It's stupid and fun. But this one, huh? Hmm. And then the movie finally ends. This movie's a hundred... This movie is... Not... Sorry. This movie is an hour and 20 minutes long. Yeah. Okay. It does not have to be. It's real slow. The problem is it doesn't really follow a, a decent story structure. Everything everything feels like it happens because it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Not because... it. The, the movie never builds up to anything. Like it, The movie introduces problems and then just kind of solves them. Fievel is constantly stumbling into plot points. And with the exception of the final kind of plot point that he stumbles into, mm. doesn't really do anything to solve them. Yeah. So at the end of the day, this is just a movie about a kid running into problems, not solving them, then finally running into a problem that he can solve, running into another final problem, and then finally finding his family. And it's not satisfying because it doesn't build up to anything coherent. And again, has no real message. Like, like it wants to be a movie about about the 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 exper- the, the, the the experience of being an immigrant in America, but it spends too much time about Fievel, on Fievel's bullshit. <laughs> right? Which yeah. isn't really indicative of anyone's experience in the United States. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that's like too much like the real world. Like this like this this rich and poor thing. Yeah. Is so much like part of real early America that we're introduced to it so that it can be part of their big theme, not because it adds to the story. It's it's just such an empty film. It looks nice, and the music is alright, I guess, but... There's a good way to make a movie where everybody is a stereotype. Because that's what this movie is. It's like everybody is a stereotype of a person. We have these... Uh, we have these French Russian, French Russian, Jewish Russian immigrants, who are just such the stereotype of the of, of basically of Jews. Actually, they're the stereotype of Jews who have been through like such fucking hardship, and they're just trying to get to somewhere good. And 
and we have this really French pigeon, and 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 we have this we have this mouse who's like, uh, this is a little bit too early for the suffragette movement, I think, but like basically uh, a suffragette. Yeah, 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 yeah. It and and and, and like all of these people, all of these characters, are like so much like this is a stereotypical version of this character and you can tell such good stories with only stereotypes of characters and it's just it's not there it's and and then so like uh, it's such a and it's such a problematic movie in these weird subtle ways that the only reason i was thinking about it was because my i was desperately looking for something to think about while watching this movie it's so slow and so oh, it's boring. So slow. Nothing. None of the effects feel like they have a cause. Yeah. Everything just happens. It's no good. It's um. This is weird because we usually, if we watch a uh, one, the first movie is usually worse than the second movie, which I don't think is true here. Yeah. I mean, the second movie is usually worse than the first movie, which I don't think is true here. God damn, I can't speak today. <laughs> and two, usually. If we've seen a popular movie, we will talk about the good points. And I, like, I, genuinely, this movie is it. It's it. it it's it feels devoid so of removed. Good. It feels so removed from, like, what the cultural perception of this movie is. I know so many people who who like fondly remember an American Tale, and I genuinely don't get it. I there's as far like it's not that the, the movie's not bad it's just there's no good in it there's nothing in there to latch on to yeah i don't i don't understand it either like 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 at least for for every other don bluth movie anastasia uh land before time secret of nymph all dogs go to heaven there's something there to like sink your teeth into this movie's just devoid of anything it just i mean i i i guess in in a way, like this movie came out in the 1980s. It, it it's a movie that wants to be about the the Jewish immigrant experience, and that's commendable. But it's so bad that I can't help but think that that Russian Jewish immigrant families wouldn't want this to be their their thing that they latch onto for representation. It just it it does feel like, especially on the boat, like what we're seeing is supposed to be like how immigrants see america but and and that has that's its own host of problems in 2018 but like getting to america sucked Mm -hmm. when 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 the scene where they got to america it sucked and then every part of america we saw sucked sucked. and what's the message there (laughs) yeah like there's even a point in the movie where where Fievel's dad says, I thought being in America was supposed to be hopeful. And I'm just like, like a part of me like hurt, right? Like that, that doesn't, that's even harder, like in, in the year of our Lord 2018, right? Like to hear a uh, segue. Perfect. <laughs> Fievel goes west. Fievel goes west. Well, first, let's movie. talk about let's talk about let's talk about the background of this movie, right? Because yeah, let's do it. There's there is some interesting stuff about this movie, like uh, the fact that this movie uh, Don Bluth. So because of the problems with the last movie, Don Bluth was not eager to work with uh, Steven Spielberg again. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so he parted ways with them, 
Spielberg then decided to uh, get former Disney animator Phil Niblink to direct the movie. His co-director, Simon Wells, is actually the great-grandson of H.G. Wells. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, which which kind of came out of nowhere while I was reading about this yeah. movie. John Cleese, this, so we talked about this way back when, but I would like to remind everybody that John Cleese turned down the role as Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast to play Catterwall, the oh. main villain of this movie. This movie was released five years almost to the day after the original American Tale and on the same day as Beauty and the Beast. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. So John, just, no. Needless to say, this movie did not do well. John Cleese does a spectacular job. He does so good in this movie. We watched another movie with John Cleese in it, didn't we? Where he wasn't good? (laughs) That's not entirely true. He wasn't great in it, but it wasn't until the sequel that I hated that character. Uh, That was uh, Swan Princess. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, man. I was, like, racking my brains. Like, I can't remember what it was we saw that John Cleese was in it. Yeah. I Uh, believe at that time we talked about, didn't he turn down Zazu? Oh, my God, John Cleese. What are you doing? John Cleese. You're so much better than this. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like Disney. Maybe he doesn't. Honestly, it's possible that he doesn't like Disney. That would be fine. Uh, not a not a great career move to dislike Disney, but it makes sense as a human person. Yeah, no, as a human being, totally get it. So, first scene in this movie is a like a, like a Wild West type scene about a a a dog sheriff facing off like nine cats. Thank you. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, Fievel's there. He's helping out the dog, and they're all they're shooting, they're shooting their guns at the cats. And there's just this big scene, and it's, I think it's clear immediately that this is a um, a self-insert fan fiction in Fievel's <laughs> own mind. <laughs> yep. But this this establishes something very important about the universe of this movie, mm-hmm. which is dogs exist yes because this was something that we that was not addressed in the last movie Mm -hmm. um even though every movie with a cat and mouse in it has a dog in it Mm -hmm. every other movie ever made ever um it it also lets (laughs) us know that the voice actor playing the dog is not that great and i'm not sure if it's because he wasn't really feeling his lines or he was just so old. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like... don't want to find like out. His delivery is kind of... I feel like that might have been the director's idea, right? Because he's, he's supposed to be... He's got this really slow delivery of all of his lines like a slow tired delivery but he doesn't sound like like an old dog he sounds like an old man who got roped into doing one last <laughs> acting gig right <sighs> yes so five old called to dinner he goes to eat his dinner we go outside to see tiger for a little bit oh uh, yeah tiger's getting dumped hard 
Tiger's getting dumped hard, but the way he's getting dumped is the worst. Uh, because it immediately made me hate this character. Because what she does, she, she quotes like 14 other movies. <laughs> people get dumped. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then she and says she... <laughs> that she's looking for a cat that's more like a dog. Which, A, I did not expect to be a lingering plot issue that would get resolved. But, yep. B... What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? There's a lot of weird interspecies romance in this movie. I I love John Cleese's weird affection for Tanya though. I think it's the I think it's the most interesting thing about his character. Like his <laughs> it's his weird is his, his weird romantic tryst with the mouse. His his weakness is the fact that he is like crazy about this mouse. I love that. I think it's. I think it's amazing. I think it's a great way to put to pull his character. I genuinely was worried about halfway into this movie. I was like, are, "Is there? Are, is the, are, are are the cat and the mouse gonna fall in no. love? No, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. That's not the point. It's a self obsessive love. It comes no, in. no. I know, but halfway through this movie, <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> The next by the next scene I was like, okay, I get what they're doing, but that 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 initial setup was so weird. I was like So Fivel has not learned anything he from has, the last movie. In fact, some might say he's become dumber. About not running into danger. Cause he goes to challenge some fucking cats. Which is stupid, but does lead into like a very good chase scene. It was pretty great. The the action scenes in this movie, I w- I came in. It'd been a long time since I saw this movie. I liked it as a kid, but I liked a lot of movies as a kid that were really poorly animated. Mm-hmm. This one holds up. Yeah, it does. The animation's at least as good as the last one. Yeah, and th- there's like a part at the 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 part at the beginning of the movie where it's the the Wild West shootout. Mm-hmm. There's a part where the camera's like rotating around the dog. Yeah. And it looks really cool. <laughs> this is this is a really it's well it's it's like a really well directed movie. It's really funny cuz this movie has two directors but this movie feels more coherent and put together than the last one. Mhm. So there's a chase scene they get inside a tuna can. Fivel runs along the tuna can and like picks up the rest of his family in it. Yep. And then then they fall into the sewer and use a tuna can as a boat. This is fantastic. It's so good. Now, this movie still does not quite address what the relationship between the humans and the animals are. If it's true, we never get into it. But we do get, like, a better defined relationship between mice and cats. Yeah. Uh... I feel like it's better defined because John Cleese, John Cleese the cat, is a con artist. He's so... Such a he's such a good villain. He's a great villain, especially after warranty. John Cleese, he has his motive is so is so simple. He wants the mice to build him a town, and then he's gonna eat them. This makes him the villain that we were talking about in the last movie. The guy who just gets the mice to, to do all the work, and then eats them. Yeah, he's. <laughs> It's great. The it's such a good crime. idea. The rich so eat has. the poor. So, so hey, get, there's a it's there's a theme there. So, Whoa, 
Fuck. <laughs> to convince people to move How out. Fucking hard was that? He. <laughs> I loved this. <laughs> he has a little marionette mice pu- mouse puppet, <laughs> and and he he this this is a man with a heavy British accent. He has the most ridiculous southwestern accent. He he's not even trying. He's just he's still British, but then says <laughs> y'all at random times. <laughs> Are you ready to move out west? Y'all moving out west? Now y'all. It's such a surreal experience to hear a British person say y'all. <laughs> like it doesn't work. That's why I love it so it's, fucking much. But the, the best part is that halfway through, he talks about how, like, like these are tickets to Green River. It's okay. Green River, Utah, and he's like, and and it's and it's and it's in charge. It's it's in charge of this uh, a beautiful, amazing mouse-loving cat named Catterwall. And in the middle of, he like builds himself up and and like forgets to marry an Yes, because he's, he's like so talking about a gradient, so he like the marionette starts like drooping and sagging one arm. And- Ah, <laughs> oh. it's so good. Oh, John Cleese is like wasted on so many of these movies. I mean, I feel like he does so well in this one. Though. He does so well in it, right? But I don't know. It, there are things I need to establish. Something. Um, I like this movie. I know I did too. Uh it's it it does have. It's got some problems. There's, there's like the one big thing about it that I hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a pretty that, big it seems problem. Like every movie that we watch from the early '90s happens to do something. Ninety-one, right? Like this movie's still in that decade. I don't understand <laughs> what it is about the '90s and poor Native American representation. It's so fucking weird. But it's like it's it's like it's weirdly like a love letter to actual old Western movies, but also its own thing. Yeah, it, and it's like goofy as fuck. In a lot of great ways. But, it, yeah, but it lets you buy into it. And I think a lot of it is John Cleese and his delivery as this evil cat. But also just the, the story is structured so much. It, it, it The story is literally the same. But it's structured so much better that it feels better. Also, also Tanya, like, has a character. Oh, that's right. so important to me. No, I completely agree. I- after she didn't do anything in the last movie is okay here's the thing is there a baby in this one i completely don't remember <laughs> there is and the baby's older so it's like is moving it? around more yeah that's one of the things i actually liked but the baby's not talking yet so it doesn't really have a character okay yeah oh no there is a point where where catterwall i believe kisses the baby oh yeah oh that was spooky that was that was very like Whoa. I really like because it was like these mice were like watching a cat kiss a baby. Oh man, Ooh. which is like the ultimate right, like symbol for like sleazy mayor, right? Like it kisses the uh-huh. baby, but it's weird. So, so Fivel's parents. There's a little bit of setup at the beginning where Fivel's parents are like dis disheartened with the United States. They're like, yeah, Fivel's Fivel's dad says that he um. They never went hungry back home because he was a famous musician. Or not not a musician. He made violins. Did he make violins? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, when, no matter how little they had, they always had dinner. 
and now they don't always seem to have dinner. So the 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 Catter what Catterwall is selling is it's super interesting, right? Because like like this this is actual American history. You had so many of these immigrants like like chasing hope in the United States, getting to the East Coast, being disheartened, and then chasing hope again to the West Coast. All the all the while being led by the true criminals, the rich upper class. <laughs> hmm. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> So, so Catterwall is is selling what Fivel's family wants, right? Like a like a get, like a new chance, a new hope to chase, which is right. sad in a way, right? Oh, it, oh, it certainly is. But, but it's it it it's a tangible. There's a there's more of a tangibility, oddly enough, mm-hmm. in this movie than them coming to America in the last one. So, they get on a train. The train car is, like, attached to the actual train car? Yeah, to the bottom of the train. <laughs> Which, again, what is the relationship between humans? Do Did the humans not check? <laughs> no, because the, the conductor mouse uses the watch of the actual conductor <laughs> to tell the time. Mm-hmm. It's <sighs> super unclear. So, Five all super sad because they're leaving New York and... Yeah, and they're leaving Tiger. And they're leaving Tiger, and Tiger isn't there, and so they haven't said goodbye. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Is Fievel's dad says to, to Fievel, he turns to him and he says, Well, he is a cat, and you know how cats are. At the end of the day, this is a creature that might want is to vegetarian. try to eat them. And I get it. Well, ca- cats cats don't kill for food, Andy. They kill for sport. This is there are studies on this. It's, so, like, and, I get and it. The, I get it. You yeah. would think that a movie about acceptance and honesty would not want to sell you the mess that message, though. Yeah. No. I, 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 yeah. 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 But he says like it's it's your best friend shouldn't be a cat anyway or something like that uh or like when you grow older you'll you'll understand yeah 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 Yeah. but tiger does consider fievel to be his best friend and after his girlfriend leaves to go west and and his best friend leaves to go west he's got no reason to stay in new york anymore so he decides to go west and along the way falls into a pool of dogs. Uh-huh. Like, like just a pool. Like just a an alleyway stuffed with dogs. Like to the brim with dogs. Just so many dogs. New York has a dog problem, apparently. And it's got a cat and mouse problem, too, frankly. But t- Tiger heads west. Tiger gets on the... He gets on the train. On the train, but like falls off. And dies. And- he fucking he does dies. He say something like it's a good thing he has extra lives. So he gets he gets hit by another train, mm-hmm. and and when that happened, my first thought was, "Oh shit, he's dead." Really? Because okay. it's so fast. And then he ends up on a um. He dragged by a stagecoach. Well, he he's only dragged by a stagecoach because it's being driven by a dog. It, which again. How? 
<laughs> is here's, here was where I was confused. Was that a dog stagecoach driven by dogs, or was that just a dog wearing a cowboy hat sitting next to a human driving a stagecoach? I still and which don't one know. Of them tied the cat to the bumper. I don't know. <laughs> if the if the dog did it, the human would have noticed because there's a cat screaming this movie this movie the the relationship between humans and animals makes like so little fucking sense by the end of this movie that humans don't exist they stop existing i think that i I genuinely think that the green river might not have humans in it we know it does we see humans in it i know we do i think they're fake one of them kidnaps the villain at the end yes and that is that is the best thing they've done with humans in both of these movies. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Like, to show <sighs> to show that John Cleese has a different role among humans than he does among the mouse, that's interesting. It's, it's, almost, it's almost a tangible, this is what the relationship is, except, except for the fact that there's a, 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 a climax in this movie that <laughs> breaks it. True. So. So, Fievel dies. You Again. mean Tiger. No, I mean Fievel. Oh, does Tiger die? I mean, Fievel die? Whatever. Yeah, remember so, he falls off the train and everyone's like, no, Fievel, he's dead oh, again. No, I can't, can't we believe can't go there yet. We Are we not there, there yet? yet? I mean, we, we, we're all, but, but we learned that John Cleese is an evil cat. Fievel does the same thing. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Fievel like, like veritably falls into the, the plot again and saves the conductor while he's there. Oh, yes. There are so few things about this movie that I remembered, but one of the things that I did was him eating the marionette. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> yeah. John Cleese is a sophisticated cat. He only eats he only eats mice between two slices of bread. Or wrapped up in the lettuce. That's true. There if it's an if it's a low carb day. Uh, yeah. You know? But today's is cheat day, so you can go with bread. <laughs> There's a beautiful scene. So Fievel falls in and there's this amazing moment where like John Cleese slathers him in butter. And mm. he's just like, now I would love to eat this mouse. And then dips him in water and washes the butter off. But yeah. the entrepreneur in me says I should let him go so that his family doesn't investigate his missing. And then he slathers him with butter again <laughs> and wraps him in lettuce and is like, but I, there's nothing I would love more than a tasty little mouse snack but and then he dips him in water like it's so good and so yeah. villainous and i love seeing i i do love seeing uh that, that he, this villain wants two things that are at odds with each other and he has to he he says himself like i have to exercise self-restraint mm-hmm. it's such a good line so then he sends his spider henchman to throw Fievel off the train. T R Trula. Throw Fievel off the train in a way that everybody sees. That way they know he's dead. Okay, but here's the thing. He's not, and also he's like yelling. Yeah. I have a real problem. It, it doesn't seem like. Uh, can the mice stop the train though? Like. That's, that's not my issue. My issue is why do his parents think he's dead? Do they think he's dead? No, they don't. They They're don't. Like, they don't think he's dead. 
Which is even worse, because the thing they do as soon as they get to Green River is settle in. What they don't do is go find their not-dead son. Listen, mm. they lost Fivel in the middle of a, in the middle of their trip to Hope once, and he got back just fine. Maybe this time they can have their own that, character arcs. That, that doesn't mean it's his fucking job to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and not only do they settle down, they get to fucking work building their dream home without their son. Yeah, well, this is the point where, where we get that, that speech and the baby kissing thing. Yeah, yeah. Where John Cleese convinces all the mice that this is a place where cats and mice can work together to build the perfect home. And so yeah, th- and then they start building. They're just gonna wait for Fivel, I guess. So Fivel's in the desert. Tiger's in the desert. Mm-hmm. There's this whole extended thing with mirages. They see each other and each think the other is a mirage, which is fucking terrible. It's really bad. I hated it so much. It's really dumb. <sighs> and then we get to the bit where... The bit. The bit. So, native mice capture Tiger, try to eat him, and decide he's a god. It's like, it's like playing racist stereotype bingo. They even do the fucking how joke? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I, I don't, I never, I'm not gonna check because I don't want to know. It sounds like the guy who's the voice of the Native American mouse chief yeah. is the same fucking guy from Peter Pan. Like, they sound identical. I know that's not possible because this movie came out, like, 60 years after Peter Pan. Now I am curious about this. It's No, t- Tony, it's literally not possible. No, that, but I want to know who this man is who just had, like... One thing that I did like about this... um. And it's, it was hard to pick out stuff that I actually liked about it. Was they didn't speak English. Yeah, that was nice. Was, which was like, yeah. You know what I didn't uh, like about it, though? Everything else? Everything else. Uh, who the hell is Chula? Oh, that's the that's the spider. That's the tarantula. Oh, tarantula, right. Yeah, T.R. Chula. Nah, this is going to be listed under additional voices. This isn't. Betcha it wasn't a Native American dude, though. Oh, I can almost <laughs> guarantee it. So, by comparison to the Native thing, I really like... See, because the thing is, Fivel and Tiger technically both run into Natives. But mm-hmm. Fivel runs into actual Natives of the land, which Native are wildlife. hawks and rattlesnakes. And, and that scorpions. was cool. Like, yeah, scorpions. I loved him having to deal with new kinds of predators. Cats are not the only danger in this world. There's, yeah, there's a, there's a moment later in the movie where we see that this town has like ra- like jackrabbits and rattlesnakes. What's their deal? It's super unclear. <laughs> Again, this movie like raises so many questions about how like what animals' relationships are with each other. Mm-hmm. So Fievel gets uh gets into a fight with the well gets into a tiff a tizzle a t- an encounter with the scorpion and a hawk and the hawk wins wins the day and picks up Fievel and takes him somewhere meanwhile the 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 native american mice are like uh feeding their their veritable cat god 
They mm-hmm. see the hawk flying ahead above head and then they shoot it down. Which is hey, when you stop to think about it, these Native American mice seem to be doing a lot better than their European cousins. Because man, do do the mice out west or out east not know how to deal with predators. Like Tony Tony I know you're looking for, like, good things about all of this. I just, it's just when you said it, I thought, well, that's interesting because, like, you know, there was the Italian guy whose mom got eaten, and I don't think they would put up with that. Now, on the other hand, they did make a cat their god, which isn't good. They also made, they also did the, the woo-woo noise, which was oh, really bad. Oh, did! Yep. Oh, my god! Yep. really bingo. bad. Not cool. Bingo. Super not cool. Space. That's bingo. Like, yeah, the, the, literally, <laughs> I got, I got bingo. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did the whole thing. Not mm. great. Yikes. So. All right. I'll stop mentioning. Yeah. Wow. I know, it's like I know you were looking for good, I, I, but at, at the I'm, end of I'm the like, day, we're like. I, that's the thing. I'm like trying to find something here. Uh, this is. It's so just. Bad. It's too bad. It's. And <laughs> when I say that, I don't mean. I don't mean it's too bad. I mean it's so bad. It's there, pretty bad. The good yeah. that's there. It. Nothing will salvage this. See, the, the difference is, with Peter Pan, you could never cut out that moment. Because there's too many, like, story threads that connect there. And with this one, I feel like you might be able to get away with it. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, if you cut all that out, they'd be like, wait, why is Tiger a god? But then that's it. Like, that's not even a big pl- a big enough plot point to be concerning. So, Fivel uh. hops onto a tumbleweed? Yep. That just takes him to... It just takes him where he needs to go. Which is not how tumbleweeds work. Mm-mm. Rawhide plays while he's, uh, while he's tumbling. And my spurs go jingle, jangle, jingle. It's, uh, it's, uh... Sorry, what's up? But I, what I want to know, he ends up face-to-face with the sheriff, who's asleep. Who's asleep. And the sheriff says something that made me really curious about all these helpless tumbleweeds. Because the sheriff says something like, oh, another tumbleweed asking for help. Is he now, okay? Are tumbleweeds alive in this universe? A, a possibility. Know. It took it took Fievel to... To the river. To, to the, the town, I mean. To Green River. Or have so many mice caught tumbleweeds ended up that... in the sheriff's abode and he just did nothing? Or is this dog going senile? Because he's so old. Or like all the above. I mean, genuinely, all these things could be true. Meanwhile, with Tanya. Ah, yes. We learn that John Cleese's weakness, Cat John Cleese, his weakness is his love of music. He loves which makes music. Him take an interest in Tanya. He, his hand dances with her? Again, in a weird romantic moment. But what I but what I love is that he is like obsessed with Tanya, and is worried that Fivel is going to ruin everything. So like the amount of interest he has taken in this family is so dangerous. I honestly kind of hoped that he would get a redemption arc. Really? Oh, I saw this as like his Achilles heel. Like I thought that this that like oh this music is gonna take him down, and it, it, it in a it way. Ki- it- it kind of yeah. does. They don't they don't capitalize on it as much as they could have, but the moment that they capitalize on it is still really good. Yeah. Uh, and then something else happened, which is 
Tiger's girlfriend, who we saw from the beginning of the movie, who I hated immediately, mm-hmm. I began to like. Because she has this, like, really interesting kind of deep scene with Tanya and also Cat John Cleese. Where, like, she, she like, pushes John Cleese around and bullies him. Yeah. And then once he's gone, like, pretty much confides in Tanya, like, I have no power here. Mm -hmm. Like, my power is my... Like, in a weird way, she kind of, like, is like, my power, that her power is her sexuality. So she uses it. And there's this, like, amazing moment where she, she, like, builds up Tanya's confidence and then reminds Tanya it's not the makeup or the dress that makes you confident. It's you. It was really nice. Yeah, this is, she's a really good character here. And then also she has this, like, moment where she's, like, basically says, like, nah, I'm still in love with my, my boyfriend who I left in New York. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, she does say, like, I can't remember why I left. Yeah. Which I think was true about, not only about her, but was was true about the Mouskowitches as well. You know, once you, once you get to the new place you were dreaming of and it's not amazing, you start to wonder. That felt, that genuinely felt like a, a real, like, immigrant moment. That scene is so good. Fievel gets back, right, and he basically announces he's alive. But people don't believe him about... The cats. About the cats, which is crazy. He was thrown off a train. He was thrown off a train. They, <laughs> it takes them all of two seconds to accept that Fievel's still alive. <laughs> and then immediately be like, also, we gotta go back to work. Although I kind of like that they're like, oh, you've been in the desert for too long. Which is probably fair. He did hallucinate a lot. But also, wouldn't they be worried about his well-being? <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it does lead yeah. into this chase scene slash Tanya's first concert, which is, again, just a fantastically done scene. It's really good. Fievel ends up escaping, but Tanya refuses to escape with him. She just, like, like she's living out her dream of being a performer. Right, she has starstruck herself, and it seems like her. It seems like her optimal audience is cats, which is genuinely interesting too. Because the poor are exploited by the oppressors. Well, but the other thing is, the mice back home did not like her music. Yeah, no, no, the humans didn't. Oh, again, what is oh. the relationship? Oh my gosh. Oh my, oh my god. Did you not realize that, that the humans were no. throwing fruit at her? No, those were like full-size fruit. Those were humans. Yeah. Oh my what the god. fuck? Wow. So, Fievel decides oh. to go back to the old dog. What's his fucking name? Wiley Burp. Yeah, I get it, but it's not good. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like a play on Wyatt Earp, but bad. Mm. 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 So he goes to Wiley. Wiley is washed up, and when he when he says he needs him, he gets like so happy for a second, <laughs> and then he remembers he's dying, and he's like, "Oh, I can't take on, can't take on two dozen outlaws. Do you? I need a dog. You know, I'll do it. I need a dog to train." Well, Fievel doesn't know any dogs. <laughs> I hated this pun. Yep, go for it. He knows a cat. 
Okay. You're, you're I, not even going to do that. I okay. hated that pun, Tony. We'll just, we'll skip over it. He convinces Tiger to go along with this by wafting some of his girlfriend's perfume. And I liked this, but also was confused as to when Fievel figured out that it was his girlfriend's perfume. Does he just, like, know what Tiger's girlfriend smells like all the time? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> so then we get this weird mm-hmm. training <laughs> montage. <laughs> in, so, in which... So... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, so this is dumb as fuck. But also, like, it's one of the reasons that, that I feel like this... <laughs> This scene was also pseudo-sexual in a way that I cannot explain. <laughs> I don't... I don't know why. Andy is a hardcore pervert. But, no, <laughs> it just... Oh! Let's go... I want to roll back a little bit. Mm-hmm. When Fievel... Fievel sees that Tiger's doing okay, Tiger eats Fievel. Oh my god. And Fievel holds on to his, like, larynx. Uh-huh. There is a scene exactly like that in the first movie in which Fievel is, like, eaten by a cat and then, like, climbs out. And it's weird. Yeah, so if we're talking, like, pseudo-sexual, there's, there's vore shit in these movies. Yeah, there's... there's <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Don't worry. But yeah. I, I can say it. Cool. Don't worry about it. Okay. So Wiley teaches Tiger how to be a dog. How to, quote, be a dog and not to take on two dozen outlaws. Here's the thing. He spent a lot of time on how to be a dog and less than a lot of time on how to fight two dozen outlaws. Yeah, right. I, I, like, 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 there's a point in the movie where Tiger fights two dozen outlaws and Wiley says... Well, I didn't teach him that shit. <laughs> why didn't you? Yeah, why didn't you? That's the shit he needed. <sighs> so we spent a lot of time teaching Tiger how to pretend to be a dog because dogs are lawmen, I guess. When they're not being stuffed into New York alleyways. Well, see, they're all out of work because you're either with the cops or you're out of work if you're a dog. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, no, it's rough. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> you did the pun. I know. I just, you know, I'm ashamed. Uh huh. So they go fight two dozen outlaws. I do. And here's the thing: everybody has slingshots instead of guns, which I like had a problem with. I was like, why? Why did they decide? Why not just give them guns? But and were they worried about the weird human relationship issue? Because they fuck it up anyway. No, no, no. Then I loved it. Because it turns out there is one person with a gun. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And it's John Cleese, and it's like a gun-sized like gun? A, like a real, like a human-sized gun gun. Like a human gun? Which, there is a shootout yeah. happening in this town, yep. right? They fuck up a good part of this town. <laughs> and, at some, and at one point, a cat just starts shooting a gun. Are you kidding? Everybody got out their iPhones to capture this. <laughs> Yo, shit. wait, fuck. Cat's got a gun. I, man, dude, that would go viral so fast if there was a video <laughs> of a cat shooting a real human gun. 
That's a very good way to go viral and then end up shot by a cat. I would rather get shot by a cat than all of the other things I could get shot by. Oh, I'm sad again. There it is. Um, So. The cats are going to get squashed in a giant mousetrap. The mice are going to get squashed. The the mice are going to get squashed in a giant mousetrap between two pieces of bread. This is, again, like the climax of this is fucking dumb. Is well, but that's kind of what I love about it. How did they not notice they were sitting on bread? It's unclear. <laughs> but oh wow, what a soft floor the, the stage is made out of. Because Tanya goes on the mouse trap and starts and, singing, and starts singing, and John Cleese refuses to cut the, the cord while she's on the mouse trap, which I really enjoyed. And then yeah, <sighs> shoot out all the casket got the spider. The, the spider like like pulls the the villainous move of holding Miss Kitty uh what's which is the name of the the woman cat over a balcony that's too bad and I know and Tiger goes full on like Bruce like Lee feral. yeah he goes full dog and kicks ass and saves Miss Kitty and she's like super like hot for that. <laughs> yeah no accurate and then she finds out not only is this hot dog (laughs) i like that one piece of crap okay keep going her 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 type it's also her old boyfriend who she missed yeah and to which wiley says i didn't teach him that shit either you know what they seem to start fucking immediately (laughs) which I mean, Whatever, cats. man. <laughs> All of the evil cats are dropped into a mailbag. Yes, and uh, John Cleese is sort of captured by... Uh, a very bodacious woman. Yeah. With large tracts of land. Get it? Because John Cleese... Whatever. <laughs> a small amount of water spills. And, and flowers growing. starts growing. <laughs> And it's like I've lived in the desert for over a year now. That's not how it works. Listen, man, I've I've dropped water. I've dropped buckets of water on desert. <laughs> Nothing happens. It gets drier. <laughs> so then there's this like closing scene between is this, his name isn't Wyatt. Wiley. Wiley. There's a closing scene between Wiley and Fivel, which is again pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. And one of the things I I really liked about it, so he tells him that, like, he basically tells him that his future is, like, whatever he makes it. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, real nice. And, and that, you know, they worked real hard to get there, and they're gonna have to work hard, but it's going to be worth it, because they're going to be able to do do all this. It's great, it's great. It's really nice. Fival! And, and, and he basically tells him that, like, you need to... He doesn't quite say be yourself, right? But it's like basically it. He needs to decide what to be or something like that. And yeah. Fivel, Fivel takes his hat, which we didn't mention this, but in the stupidest scene, in the very beginning, he reversed his hat into a cowboy hat. <laughs> I fucking I forgot about that. Yeah, but in I... a, but in this final scene, which I really liked, he turns it back into his regular hat. 
Like, I hated that beginning scene, but I really liked that at the end. He's like, no, I should. This is my hat. I legit thought that Wily was going to, like, fade away into the air like Luke Skywalker. Uh, he doesn't, and I was kind of disappointed. It was a good I'm ending. I'm sorry, Andy. You know, this movie couldn't be everything for you. I If, if had that happened, I would have loved this movie. Instead, I just <laughs> like it. It's real... <sighs> It's real fucking good. It's, it's too a bad. Movie. I'm so I'm so mad that it's like it's like real rough about the Native American mice. And also, it's the second one, right? Like it should yeah. have. If this was the first movie, I would get it. Maybe maybe when people say, "Oh, I loved American Tale as a kid," this is the movie they're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, because this one's good, and the last one isn't. It's weird how this movie like has a cohesive plot. Here's here's the crazy thing. Right? Yeah. There are two more American Tale movies after this. That is the crazy thing. And they are both set in New York. No! Well, one went of... east? Well, okay, wait. One of them's set in New York. I'm trying to figure out if the other one's set in New York. I lost my internet connection. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the world doesn't want me to know. Oh my god! Oh no! What? Oh, this plot is so bad! What? The third one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Secret world of Native American mice beneath the city? Yep. No. Yep. No, 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 oh, it's no, as no. bad as you think it is. No, 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 it, no, no, no. It's, it's got the whole Pocahontas thing, man, and it's it's bad. It's I can't not believe great. there's one good American Tale movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's not the first one and it's not the first one like what the fuck thank you for listening to direct to video vhs i have been your co-host tony or and i have been your co-host andy reyes you can find us on the internet you can find me on twitter at theater bats you can find me on twitter at royalty underscore valens you can find the comic that i do inspired by true events.org plus I do this Pokemon fanfiction, and there's a link to that in the description. There's two places for it now. It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You can also find our stuff at direct2.video or wherever you get your local podcasts. Be sure to give us that five-star review if you're up for it. Uh, We really appreciate that stuff. Um, And also, our theme song, Penguins on Parade, was done by Lee Rosary. You can find that on Music for Podcast 3, uh, freemusicarchive.org. Check that stuff out if you need music for podcasts. Yeah, just to just to listen to maybe I don't know. If you're it's pretty chill. Listen to music. Yeah, yeah, it's it's some like easy like I don't know if easy listening to light work right word. But chill hop music, music like, for study and music. work twenty four seven radio okay. YouTube channel. Shit. <laughs> I like legit listen to that YouTube channel actually. So you know, glass houses. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Are we, oh yeah. Well, the the watch well, Tom. What we're gonna listen to next? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So next week we're gonna be watching the Brit. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're gonna okay. be watching. <laughs> we're gonna be watching uh, Mulan and Mulan Two. Does Mulan Two have a subtitle, or is it just Mulan? 2? I think it's, it's just. Like, I I think it's just Mulan Two. For, I was suddenly really worried that Mulan Two was gonna be called like Honor to Us All. <laughs> oh God. Uh. I am the ghost of John Smith. Season 2. You thought I forgot. I, I didn't. I thought or hoped. 
<laughs> hoped? <laughs> hoped? Prayed? There's no gods out here, Tony. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Somebody walked up to me who I know and, and appreciate and they said, you know, the Brave Little Toaster has a direct-to-video sequel and immediately like my, my life ground to a halt. And I was like, I didn't. What's it called? And he said, the Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. And my mind like shined because that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, Andy. And I Uh-oh. need to know. I've Andy. never seen. I've never seen either of these movies. Andy. 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 Oh, Andy. 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 So that's what we're doing. No, Andy, wait. Andy. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm I'm gonna... No, I need to tell you something. I'm gonna press the button that says that's what we're doing. No, wait, there's, and there's a problem. You can, you can tell me later uh, after I press the button. The Brave Little Toaster movie. Huh? <laughs> the Brave Little Toaster go to Mars, goes to Mars is the third movie. Are you shitting me? <laughs>